0: where we discuss the possibilities hey guys I'm Joe Klimczewski founder of the diadoc here in the diadoc life mastery podcast with a special guest dr. Adam Martin Adam welcome very uh, very much thank you very much for being here I should say
1: thank you for having me dr. Joe it's a pleasure to be here
0: okay and and one of the reasons why I wanted Adam to come on this this uh, podcast is he he just launched a new book, a digital book called RXU, or or would you say Prescription U, Adam?
1: Yeah, RXU, the pharmacist survival guide for managing stress and fitting in fitness.
0: Okay, and Adam is a pharmacist, so let's get that right out of the way, so it doesn't just seem weird that we're talking about such a, a singular <laughs> uh, occupation. But Adam, we've known each other; it's it's got to be close to or beyond five years now, and it's been a, a joy for me to see you. Grow professionally. Uh, you're, you've you've won awards within pharmacy as a young guy. I I came out to uh, Pittsburgh to speak at one point, and the, the pharmacy department was was so uh, encouraging to what you were doing in the field. So let, let's start there. I want I want people to know that besides just being a pharmacist, uh, you have aspirations to change the entire field. So. Why did you become a pharmacist? You know, what was your initial draw to to that field, and what are you doing with it now?
1: Absolutely. So first off, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. Um, I think you guys are on episode like seventy three or something. Wait, i listen okay. to every single one. It's my routine now. Um, as I'm driving to Club Pharmacy, as I call working in pharmacy now, because I like to make it fun. Um, but no, I wouldn't be able to be honestly where I am today, um, and I have so much more farther to go. But who I've turned into without your guidance and mentorship, both personally and professionally, along with Dr. Corey. So it's really been an honor um, to work in this field with you as a coach and mentor. So thank you so much for that. Awesome. But to answer your question, um, I love animals and I actually wanted to be a vet for a long time. So the best way to experience what you think you might want to do is to do it. So I went and volunteered at a vet hospital and they put animals to sleep like every day. For good reason, like they were about to, you know, really ill and whatnot, but I, I couldn't handle that. Um, I'm more of a sensitive guy. I love animals, but I couldn't really do that even if it was for good cause. So right around that time, I was looking for a career in high school and uh, my mom got diagnosed with colon cancer, a uh, very late stage. Um, at, I didn't know this at the time, but at diagnosis was given less than six months to live. Mm. Um, and that's where I get my mindset from is she got that diagnosis and said, we'll see. <laughs> i don 't accept that, I will fight, and she developed the mindset and ended up going on for over five years fighting cancer Wow um, that was you know metastasized the rest of her body and whatnot. But to tie in pharmacy when we were battling that whole ordeal, uh, I was a sophomore in high school when that happened, and we were in the pharmacy almost every day getting her prescriptions and whatnot and i don't know any pharmacist at this point in my life we don't have any family friends or anything like that, no contacts but What I kept seeing is this stranger who all I know is super smart and super busy running around is taking the time to go above and beyond and ask about my mom, not as a customer, but a patient and a person. How is Marsha? How is she doing? Like, do you guys need anything? If you can't make it, we know you're close. We can drop off prescriptions, just like that extra level of care. And that really caught my attention because a little about me, Um, I love science, and I'm good at math, so those kind of topics got me thinking, like, hmm, someone that cares this much about someone, that sounds pretty cool. So I started looking into it, and the more I looked into it, the more I loved it. It's not just pushing pills. That's a very small component. I wouldn't even refer to it as something that we do. Um, Most pharmacists actually don't like medications, fun fact, uh, as first line, because we see the value of diet and exercise in helping our patients. And developing that relationship of trust to guide them to where they are, meet them where they are, to guide them where their goals are, is a huge part of what we do. Um, so that's what led me into the field of pharmacy. Once I got in, it was that light bulb moment of you were meant to do this uh, because of the relationships and the trust and the impact you can have on someone's life. Uh, and the more I got into the profession of pharmacy, I found this kind of dichotomy of a symbiotic relationship where if I worked out and ate well, Um, I would do really well in the classroom, I'd be able to focus. Same thing with working out and lifting. I was a very puny small kid growing up, and right around this time is when I started to get into weightlifting to help manage the stress of what was going on and everything else, and I got hooked. And it was this thing where if I ate well and worked out well, I performed well in the gym and in the classroom, but if I went out and partied and drank, um, I wouldn't be so focused. Studying would suffer and so would my workouts. So it became this thing of fitness and pharmacy and I, the more I did it, the more it drove my success and progress and other people started to notice, um, they'd be like, you know, what are you taking? What are you doing? This and that I was like, honestly, it's just consistency and hard work and just loving what you do. And I'd have people reach out to me in, in pharmacy school, you know, can you help me get started? And then I got into the social media game, um, and created this account called the fit pharmacist. I was like, oh, that sounds kind of neat. Like that sums up what I do. It's simple. Um, and now it's a full on business in the profession of pharmacy to help pharmacy students and pharmacists deliver their full potential. Because my belief is we can only reach, I can only reach so many patients and helping promote their life. But if I can empower pharmacists and people who are delivering care to be at their 100% best game, then that level will reach their patients and I can make a better impact that way. Um, so that whole passion of you're the most successful healthcare provider people with life-debilitating diseases are coming to you with literally blind trust, you're in a position of power. You can either blow them off and, you know, it's it's too busy and whatever, or you can really take that seriously and treat it as something sacred so that you can be positioned to lead them to better health. And that's what led me to you, Dr. Joe, in nutrition, is around that time I was like, I want to, you know, learn more about nutrition. I want to do it the right way, and I don't want to do the fad diets. I want to do, you know, what's science-based and is effective. But in a way that makes it fun because um, I've've gone, gone through a few things that were restrictive and boring, so uh, I'm a man of many words, but I'll stop it there because <laughs> I don't want your podcast to turn into an hour
0: <laughs> no I well first of all uh, I, you know I'm sorry about your mom, I know that was a long time ago, but that has impact and uh, for you the the obvious silver lining is not only did that show you the world of pharmacy, but you saw what it sounds like as the best form of that. You know, whoever that person was that was really reaching out to you and your family, you know, what an amazing person. And, and look, look what the ripple effect is across generations now. So that's that's an amazing thing. And I, I don't think that should be taken lightly because we all have that kind of impact on people. And now you're using it in your career, not only to impact your patients, which I want to get to in a second, but trying to train other pharmacists, you know, not only to give them a happier, healthier life, but then, you know, pay that forward. So, so I've been in a pharmacy a few times and every time I go in there, it's like you said, it is a madhouse. I mean, oh my gosh, there are are typically now two or three pharmacies on every corner and you go in there and I can't imagine a pharmacist or farm tech having the time to, to help anybody. So how do you do that?
1: Exactly, and that's where the book came in, is over the years, um, I stayed consistent with my goal. When I was a pharmacy intern to step back, Um, when you're in pharmacy school trying to learn and work in a pharmacy, you're labeled as an intern to kind of learn and be groomed to be a pharmacist, and at that time, I was all gung-ho, I was getting ready to compete in my first show, so I was, you know, my meal's packed and this and that, and I walked in the pharmacy, and the pharmacist just started laughing, and I said, (laughs) You know, what, do, I, do I have mustard on my shirt? Like, is my tie crooked? What's wrong? And she's like, no, just enjoy being healthy because once you're a pharmacist, you won't be able to do that anymore. Wow. And I was like, interesting. Why is that? Oh, well, the job's too crazy. You don't have time. You're understaffed, blah, blah, blah. Well, while some of that may be true, you get what you focus on. That kind of concept really stuck with me. So it was important to me. So if it's important, you'll find a way. If not, you'll find an excuse. So you really have, it comes down to the individual. Why is this important? Really understand. And I know you did a podcast about, you know, the why and and that whole thing. Um, But really seeing that there is a way to do it. It's all about managing your time and not overthinking it. Because for anyone listening that has tried nutrition at all, you know, it can be overwhelming. There's, you know, this diet that came out yesterday and the other diet that was proven to cause cancer, but then next week that cause that actually reverses cancer and all this other stuff. So it's really confusing. So it can be overwhelming so simplifying the noise focusing on what's effective tried and true through something like the diet doc perhaps that's effective and has an over 25 year track record of success is really what led me to that um so i'm able to do that successfully as a pharmacy student because then even my colleagues would say you know how i can't manage it school work that whole thing and then as a pharmacist You know, it was challenging, but I was able to do it and ended up competing in four bodybuilding shows while being a full-time pharmacist um, in a community setting, doing over 2,200 scripts a week consistently. And I go through the same stuff, if you guys are listening that are pharmacists, that you go through tech call-offs, people quitting, partners changing, all that stuff. It's not like I'm in this utopia. It's just finding those solutions. So through the years... Um, I would have people you know, reach out, hey, I see what you're doing, I wanna be healthy too, but this and that. And just like you asked Dr. Joe, how do you find the time? It's about making time and managing it, uh, rather than creating it. And I always go to this reference, you know, Beyonce has the same hours in the day that you do. So, the same kind of question. Not to say I'm Beyonce or anything like that, uh, but it's all about managing time and kind of seeing how that works. And that really starts with simplifying the science And not overthinking it so that's why in my book I talk about those components to not just healthy living with nutrition but also with fitness and mindset Uh, dr. Corey Probst wrote the master your mindset section uh, which I put first in the book on purpose because that is the most important that's where everything else flows in my opinion so that's why I coined it simple solutions uh, to master your mindset nail your nutrition and fit in fitness And then at the end, it really looks at not only health goals, but professional goals as well. Uh, Five steps to make any goal last with follow-through. And it breaks that down into simple action steps. So creating a plan, following through, and sticking with it long-term. With the fitness part, uh, Luke Probst, who's the training director, he's actually been my personal trainer for, I think, almost five years now. Did a phenomenal job at the excuses that we come up with or face. They're real. They're not imagined. Um, but if you're a pharmacist or anyone listening, um, I guarantee there've been times where you wanted to work out, but it just felt like you didn't have time. And that's the number one reason I hear people of why they're not healthy or why they're not sticking to their diet or, you know, workouts or whatnot. So I thought, why not take it from a point of view of one of the craziest professions? Uh, like you said, we're running around with a chicken head cut off. And it's, it's like organized chaos uh, is, is a good way to describe it. But it's fun because I get to make that impact. So Going back to your original question of how do I find the time to do it, is it's really just making it a priority. If you make it about and I know there's, you know, metrics to hit and goals and this and that with the business side, but if you take care of the patient and really make that your focus, it will work out. And I know some of you listening might think that's crazy, but if you really make it about other people instead of yourself, you will grow by giving. And that's a concept that I've really taken to heart in the past couple years to a deep level. And that adopting that belief and putting it into practice has not only made me feel more fulfilled, but it's exploded my business. And it's been really phenomenal. And it's rewarding to help other people. Like that's at the end of the day, why I'm here, why you're here and why we're all here now.
0: So so let's focus on that one thing. I want to go back to you walk in with that cooler full of all of this great prepared food, meal by meal. And I have had many, many jobs that I did not own my schedule. So I can, I can think back to working in a factory where you know, you're on the floor doing this job. you got a 15-minute break this many times a day, and that's it. Uh, or uh, when I was in Allied Health as a physical therapist – I remember going from treating 16 patients a day to being responsible for over 100 patients a day, wow. uh, on a three facility type campus. And you know, if you're if you're lucky, you can slam down a shake in 10 seconds. You know, a couple times a day. Uh, then even moving into owning a gym, where you know I had phys- or, uh, personal trainers and I was training clients, and same thing. I I remember seeing staff in the bathroom doing just that. They're in the bathroom you know, slamming down a shake. It's just crazy how we can yeah. let our schedules dictate self-care, like you said. So even in those most chaotic circumstances, give me, give me exactly how you would suggest a pharmacist or anybody else facing that kind of schedule. How do you take at least the minimum amount of time to, to reach your goals, to just be happy and healthy?
1: Absolutely. That's a great topic and a phenomenal question. And I'm going to break it down to a simple concept. Keep your eye on the ball. Um, you've worked with thousands of people with the goal of weight loss. So what happens? They get in the habit of you know, exercise, nutrition, and they lose weight, they lose weight, they lose weight. Eventually they hit their quote target goal. But what happens do they just stop trying? No, they've got to keep up that momentum. It doesn't get easier. You just get better. You get increased skill sets and so forth. So once you get to that, quote, maintenance stage, it's not coasting, but it's, it feels easier because you're able to do those things. Uh, so that's an important point, I think, is to really make sure that's a priority and focus because, like you said, letting your schedule dictate your self-care, that can happen if you let it. But if you make that a priority and really focus with intention, what are my goals? What am I going to do? That's going to allow you to set up, as I like to say, script your success um, with what will help you with what your goal is, be it lose fat, muscle, and so forth. Now to get to your question of how does a pharmacist or someone in a busy environment do that, um, I have what's called, uh, my work meal schedule and my non-work meal schedule. Uh, so for example, today I'm off, it's my off day, but yesterday I worked 13 hours and my commute's one hour one way, um, and as a pharmacist, fun fact, we get no breaks, so it's literally slamming shakes as you can, so that comes to, all right, what can I realistically eat that's healthy, that will satisfy me long term while I'm in this environment? So it's really planning for success, setting yourself up. Um, so this might seem a little ridiculous, but no, you don't have time to have a salad. Literally, you don't have time to chew. So you dra- have drinkable foods. So my, one of my go-tos, to give you some examples, is like a protein bar. That's one thing I'll have because you can eat that while you're on hold with the doctor's office, right? Um, so, uh, protein powder, uh, my favorite actually now, this isn't paid by the way, but it's the, the diet doc protein. Um, but this you better actually, say that. All right. yeah. <laughs> so there's actually a recipe I'll share with you guys right now. It's really good. And it tastes like strawberries and cream. If you take a half a cup of quick oats, so put it in your microwave for 40 seconds, it's cooked, ready to go. All right. I'm all about simple foods. Then you add one scoop of vanilla bean diet doc protein powder and chop up some strawberries, 100 grams worth, mix that in, it literally tastes like strawberries and cream. The macros are on point, and it keeps you full because it's got complex carbs and some fiber. So that's one of my go-to meals. So not to bore you with all the details, but those are some of the things, literally ask what can I realistically eat in the time I don't have. So that's one way, um, so planning ahead. Uh, I leave things in my fridge in case I, at the pharmacy in case I forget them to pack them, so protein bars, I have literally Ziploc bags of uh, one scoop of protein powder per bag just in case Um, know your environment. So for me, I work in a community pharmacy that sells things in the front store. So know what, if you are in a pinch and I've, this has happened several times over the years, know what foods you can have, look at over time, the nutrition labels and whatnot. Um, If you're, if you work in a hospital, know what options are available. So that's where having a coach and having those skills of knowing how to navigate your environment or eating out. That's a, a huge topic with, clients that I work with, how do I eat out without feeling deprived and still stay on track with my nutrition? So that concept really applies as well. So that's for at work. Then when I go to non-work, so today um, I'm able to have fun foods, uh, which require more prep time, more chewing time, which I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's like, wow, I can have a salad. I have time to chew this. Um, and so that's what I do is I have you know, my go-to foods in my work schedule that are practical but easy to get down. But then also, and that's like the extreme environment. Uh, It sounds a little pathetic saying this stuff, but it's what's worked and allowed me to stay on task, not taking away time from being a successful pharmacist or my nutrition goals, but being able to find that middle ground where everything works together. Um, Because you can go that route. You can go the route of eating salads at work, but it's going to take away from what you're there to do. So just finding that balance with what works for you is a good thing to keep in mind.
0: Yeah, I, I would say, you know, one thing I, as you were talking, I thought the same thing. I don't want people to get the idea that it's just pure suffering and just make yourself <laughs> like it. But, you know, when you're honest about what your day looks like anyway, you, you can create a mindset of thriving, regardless of the context, or that I'm just a victim. You get into that mindset. Mm-hmm. But, but here's, here's the reality. I, I'm very much like you in terms of what I eat throughout my work day, even though I do have more flexibility. I, I might have a lot of appointments through the day, a lot of phone calls scheduled, but I, 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 I could sit down and eat a meal, but I truly like to just stay kind of light on my feet through the day. So my first meal every day is a shake exactly like you described. Then I might have a granola bar later in the afternoon. I might have a little, you know, protein bar or even just some dried fruit, um, and you know, I'll have something as simple as a deli meat wrap for lunch. But but I I have one whole food great meal a day, which anybody could do at the end of their day, and I yes. don't consider that suffering at all. Uh, occasionally, you know, I, I might have a lunch meeting, but I, I would ask you this. In even a work environment, let's say you were a, a pharmacy tech or the management, you know, even a district manager, don't you think that most people could create a consensus to say, look, you know, we all have to take care of ourselves. We're not going to be our best, so let's create this schedule where, where everybody does get a 20-minute lunch. You could sit down and relax at least for, for one part of the day. I, I don't think that's too much to ask of, of, of any environment.
1: So your question is creating a lunch break. Well, well,
0: have have you done that with you know? <laughs> let's say you've got five or ten people working in your pharmacy. Um, you know, is somebody literally there cracking a whip, saying no? You know, I'm going to knock that that fork out of your hand. You don't. Have to do or, or you know, could, could you just say we're going to make this? We're going to make self care a priority so we can better care for other people.
1: So, yes, this is actually something that has evolved into something really fun and really helped to grow my business. Um, We had a step challenge at work a year or two ago. So I I bought this Fitbit. For those of you watching via video, I'm showing you my my awesome wristband here. Um, So that was a step challenge, and it was for free, whatever. Well, on Fitbit, there's an app to get challenges, so you can create your own challenge. And it can be like work week hustle Monday through Friday. Um, So my tech created this. And I thought, you know, this is kind of cool. So we, we started it, but we got really competitive to the point where it's like, oh, no, I want to go to the back room to pull the supplies because that's going to get me extra steps. Hmm. Oh, no, I want to take the patient outside the aisle to show them where the product is because I want to get the extra steps. All those things, it was, again, a symbiotic relationship with fitness and pharmacy. Not only did it increase your step count, which more exercise, healthier, more energy output, but it increased the business. You're putting patients first. You're literally running to beat the other person. So customer service is like, wow, what are these people on? Like, is this a bonus day? Like, what's (laughs) going on here? Um, And it drove productivity because you wanted to pull the drugs the fastest so that you could get to the next task to get more uh, steps in. So it was really a driver for customer service for business and fitness. Um, So I created this group uh, through Instagram. If you guys are on Instagram, um, I'm at the fit pharmacist, very active on there. Um, But it created this step challenge network of literally dozens of pharmacists and students all across the world, actually, uh, where we have these challenges. And we start, we motivate each other, we hold each other accountable. And I can't take credit for this idea. This was my tech. Um, But I evolved it into something that's really awesome. I actually wrote an article that was published in Pharmacy Times, why every pharmacy should have a step challenge, because it's not only self-care, like you mentioned, but it also drives the business. So to answer your question... Finding an activity or event that not only helps health, but also helps the customer, again, putting the other person first, that will allow not only it to work, but it to thrive because everyone sees the benefit. It's a win 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 situation. Um, And I think in business and life, if you can create that, it's going to be sustainable because there's so much buy in and reward that's from that. Um, Another thing I like to do with self care uh, we're not on restrictive diets. So, yes, you can have your cake and eat it too. Uh, so another thing I do is I love my, my texts go above and beyond. It's really like a family there. So whenever any of them have birthdays, I go out and buy a special cake and bring it in. And it's like a big deal. And I tell them all like, remind me when your birthday is. So like a month out, they're like, Hey Adam, my birthday's coming up. Hey Adam, my birthday's coming up. So I get them a cake. Um, there's no food in the pharmacy. There's policy and procedure depending on where you work and so forth. But we put it in the back and we all rotate, like, you know, go ahead and have your break. So you do get a little mini break. Um, Because workflow is so insane, you can't be gone for 20 minutes. It's just not feasible or realistic. Um, It'd be nice, but this is the real world we live in, (laughs) in pharmacy world. (laughs) But it's making it fun. And it really drives on the attitude and and making the smile. Um, Another thing I did is something really ridiculous. I had this thing called uh, smiley stickers that they were just laying around. Um, A few years ago, uh, this tech went above and beyond. And I I was just joking around. They have name tags. And I was like, oh, you did such a great job. I have a big surprise for you. I put a smiley face sticker on her name tag. And I thought it was like funny, like, ha, ha, whatever. Well, an hour later, another tech was like, hey, Adam, did you see me like go above and beyond for that insurance rejection on that prescription? I'm like, oh, that was great. She's like, yeah, where's my sticker? And I was like, ha, ha, ha. She was serious. She really, she's like, I want that sticker. So I was like, this is (laughs) interesting. It's, it's, what is it, like a penny for a cost of this? Very small. So then I started to think, like, what if this worked for patients? So I had a patient come in, her husband, actually, and he's like, hey, we're, we just moved to the area. I know pharmacists have policies with narcotics, but I just want to let you know, my wife's a stage four cancer patient. She's in a lot of pain. She doesn't deal with, like, conflict well, so if you guys have any issues, I just want to let you know, call me, don't call her, just to, like, you know, set the stage. So she came in, like, the next day with a script for a narcotic, and I filled it, you know, policy and procedure and so forth. And I had an idea, and I'm like, hey, what's your favorite color? She was a very nice lady, you know, real nice voice, like, it's blue. And I'm like, okay. So, like, I did her script, and I put a blue smiling face sticker on her bag. And I just thought it was something small. But she's like, come here and give me a hug. You don't know what this means to me. I've been going through so much. I know this is so small, but it just made my day. And I'm like, wow. So I started doing that over and over and over again. Again, like, people have different personalities, so use your common judgment. But just finding something innovative that will make someone's day make them feel special, make them feel recognized and heard literally changes their day. Um, I do this every day and my texts, like when I, when I do, and when they're at check at pickup, when they get the scripts, as soon as they grab the bag, all my texts look up to see what the reaction is and they all smile. It's great. So like, it's just something, some innovation, just adding some innovation to your day, that mood, that mood elevation of showing the customer that you care, the patient and the tech seeing that you care, you have a why, that's gonna drive productivity and engagement. Because if you don't care and you're not really there to help people, then people aren't gonna be willing to help you out and work extra hard and and this and that. But if you work extra hard and put people first, put other people instead of yourself first, they're gonna be a lot more keen to go that extra mile to help people and you're gonna have that literal team environment to drive not only engagement, but it'll lead to other things outside of work like step challenges. So it's all tied together. And I think coming back to where we started is it's really tied to the mindset, keeping that positive attitude. And yes, that is a little extra pressure to put on you, but I challenge you to accept that responsibility. The team looks to you as the leader, whether you're a pharmacist, a doctor or whatever. So if you have a bad day at home, if you bring it to work, it's going to reflect. So it's on you to come in and be the best and lead by example. Um, And that's really a a huge task, but it's going to make your day. So I literally have on Pandora, a playlist called Happy Radio, and my text I've tr- conditioned them this. If they start complaining or whatever, like I'll you know I'll try to intervene. But if it keeps going, I'll literally turn on Happy Radio, and they'll shut up because they don't like that station. <laughs> so just innovative ways to keep the mood light and whatnot. Um, ask how people are doing. Have a genuine interest. So when a patient comes up, you can say, Hey, how was your graduation party you went to? I remember you saying that was it went well. That's going to make them go easy. Um, I know this is pharmacy specific, but You have a cheat sheet. Their name is right on the prescription bag. So say like, hey, Mrs. Smith, that's going to make them feel very personal. Again, addressing them by name, just little simple innovations. And I know this is all very pharmacy-specific, but these concepts can be applied to whatever you work in, whatever, whatever area you're in. Just having the focus, putting the other person first, making them feel special, and leading by example, I guess, are those main concepts. Because once you have that mindset and that engagement, that's going to lead to opportunities not only with health and activity, but just loving your job. So much so that I now call it club pharmacy as a joke. And again, that's another thing that has exploded. And I get tags all the time on social media for years. People in like uh what was yesterday? Someone in Louisiana it was like, Club pharmacy, can't wait to party at the pharmacist. I'm like, this is ridiculous. So it, it literally drives this whole business lifestyle and it it's really awesome. So that's uh Again, a man of many words
0: you you may not even realize this but that that was just a beautiful book ending of the the way you were positioned into pharmacy as a profession was because somebody showed your mother and your family an extraordinary amount of care that, that doesn't have to happen but but there was that connection and and now look what you're doing for your patients your staff and and even you know your pharmacy community around the world so that's that's life, man. That is as good as it gets. And and your book, this is why I like this. I think it's brilliant that the title "Prescription You." Uh, not only all of your your great little axioms, like you know, script your success and all that, but just "Prescription You." If you're not taking care of yourself, I mean, I, I I can imagine how many pharmacists and and other allied health professionals and just whoever just feels so burned out, and they find themselves. Without any level of fitness, and and that's just an awful way to to live. You you cannot live a responsive, healthy, enduring life without taking care of yourself first. So, uh, you know that, that that's a book, guys. If, if you're interested in just uh, any type of, of busy success or, or finding success through busyness, uh, Adam's book. You do not have to be a pharmacist. I highly recommend you pick up that book. Prescription you. It, it's it's on Amazon and anywhere else. Uh, Adam.
1: Uh, Yeah, it's uh, available on Amazon. It's actually a print copy book. Uh, So it is on Amazon and also for Kindle. It's coming to iBook soon. Um, But yeah, that's actually why I designed the book for those of you on video. It's actually modeled after a prescription. So I copied a prescription pad and on the back it even has, uh, you know, quantity, units, uh, and then refills, PRN. So it's modeled after a prescription. Uh, because I would get so many questions from, like you said, I feel burned out. How do I get back to it? Um, instead of, you know, sending all those individual, I thought, you know, I need to really make a resource for people looking to give more and be that person looking to lead by example and inspire others to do the same. So that was kind of the genesis behind where this book came from to help other people to dispense the best version
0: of themselves. So so a couple things for everybody, just we'll have this stuff in the show notes, but uh, Dr. Adam Martin, pharmacist in the, the northern Pittsburgh area. He's also a diet doc coach and clinician, so he does work one-on-one with clients on the side who are just interested in a real high level of living. And so uh, I've, I've seen all the programming work you do and how very intentional you are with creating that great space for people to thrive. It's amazing that you can do what you're doing in, in pharmacy management as well as that, but as if that's not enough, you're also creating uh, some, some track type work for other pharmacists to even get into uh, nutrition consulting to broaden their practice so that as they're working with their team members and their patients, they're not only prescribing medication, but they can help their patients and their, their customers increase their level of health and fitness. So I don't know how you do all that. I, I get uh, blamed all the time for doing too much, Adam, but you, you might have me beat, man. You're, you're, you're a wild man.
1: No way, man, you've got that you've got what a few years on me, but uh yeah, it really comes as a passion, and in my opinion, pharmacists are perfectly aligned to help people uh live the life they imagine as you have is that on your arm, or where is that at oh, but, oh,
0: live the oh, life oh, you the whole can... body, of course yeah. <laughs> why stop all the, all the way across <laughs> um but, but yeah, so well... when I do this pose, you can read it, you know
1: <laughs> exactly marketing genius. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, we're aligned because patients come to us with trust. And if that's something, again, they have to want it. So we're not going to tell them to do something that they're not into. But if that's something that they're aligned with, uh, pharmacists in certain situations are perfectly aligned to help lead them through that uh, with sound support with the diet doc. So that's kind of where that came to being.
0: All right, Adam. Well, I appreciate it. Dr. Adam Martin, the diet doc, owner of Pittsburgh North and uh, at Fit Pharmacist. Is that right? At Fit Pharmacist. At uh, Fit Pharmacist the fit pharmacist Mm -hmm. okay and uh and the author of now prescription you you guys need to go through the show notes grab all this stuff and adam once again thank you for being with us and uh thanks everybody for watching we'll we'll see you again next time